Don't Wreck Yourself features words and situations that are not appropriate for young listeners. This show is only for adults and unsupervised juvenile delinquents of exquisite taste and refinement. Each week, Matt and Ryan look into claims they find online, answer your questions, and say bad words! Now your way is the only way, and my way is the only way to Fill the space between a hard place and a rock is all we do But we'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth What do we know? A trips to telephones that are no different to you Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. My name's Ryan Placetti, and I'm here to stop you from sliding down the slippery slope into the internet's ditch full of bullshit. And I'm Matt Sainting. I had an ice pun ready to go, but I guess it slipped my mind. (laughs) Everyone will remember on episode 41, Silver Back to the Future, I discussed a power outage experienced at my house because a vehicle slid into the power pole. After uh, after we recorded the last episode, the snowstorm began to take its toll. I had people losing control of their vehicles right in front of my house. This week, it actually turned out to be a little bit more dangerous. I helped somebody out of my neighbor's yard, and then somebody else lost control, slid down the street sideways, and ended up in her driveway. And then a truck slid down the street, flipped over a guardrail, and went down into a ravine, like a, a gully, I guess you would call. What, like, what do you call that? A gully, I guess. I, a I shallow f- ravine. I would call it a fern gully. So yeah, this truck flips over and completely smashes in its top, ends up upside down at the bottom of this gully. They bring the cops out, they bring a wrecker out, and then they pluck it out, put it on the back of a truck and drive away, and then do absolutely nothing about the road condition. Yeah, I was going to say, like, um, would a speed bump help? As a, as a ramp, maybe. It's a function of them not properly preparing the roads for the day. They salted the night before, but... Uh, we had rain on top of snow and then snow mm. on top of rain. So it was just it was just slush and ice down there. About an hour and a half after the truck gets plucked out of the ravine, somebody spins out and ends up all the way in my neighbor's backyard, 40 feet from the. Uh, and then she calls 911. A state trooper comes down the road going a little bit too fast and goes right into the same ditch as the uh, as the truck did before. <laughs> so at this point, we've had six accidents on this stretch of road in 8 days it's across like the, two snowstorms. It's like the Blues Brothers scene where it's like the pile-up lasts forever, like the yeah. you know, everyone's piling up. It's kind of like what it's like be living at your home now. I mean, you 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 really have like a front row tickets to see this just like if you will demolition derby know, on ice. <laughs> do you want to know the best part? The best part is Everybody just assumed that the state trooper was there to help the woman who was uh, whose vehicle had become stuck in my neighbor's backyard. Okay. Uh, It turns out he was on his way to a domestic disturbance in which a person suffering from a mental health crisis was holding three people at knife point. Well, I feel like the cop shouldn't be telling you this. How did you find out about this? I found out from my neighbor. Yeah. So like the cop shouldn't be telling him about it either. (laughs) Well, Oh, I'm on my way to a knife fight. I got <laughs> to get out. I got to get out of here. I got to bring a, a gun to a knife fight. I mean, that's what they do. That's what, that's what cops do. They bring guns to situations. That's what cops do. Well, he, he brought a gun to the bottom of a ditch. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you, you know, I just wish there was a good guy with a gun there to take care of it. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know what happened to those three people being held at knife point. I assume they're fine. They're still, they're still hostage They're still situation. at knife point. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still a hostage situation waiting for that state trooper to get here. Someone's like shivering. Man, I hope the cop gets here soon. Like just completely. That's what you get for living out in the country, I guess, man. But speaking, but speaking of the failings of the internal combustion engine, 
I have a topic that I wanted to tackle that's being imported directly from Twitter. Okay. So a little, you know, Matt and I occasionally like to pull back the curtain and and talk about the process by which we ended up doing this magnificent podcast that you have. Well, liked. you like talk, you like talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Matt hates it when I peel back the curtain, but yeah, I do. He, I do. He's standing behind there covering his unmentionables. <laughs> I don't. I I wouldn't call them. I, they're worth mentioning. You can just ask. Fifth, <laughs> you can just ask the Fifth Special Forces Group about that. <laughs> But originally, when we when we were brainstorming this podcast, we wanted to tackle a lot of political issues like whether voter fraud is occurring by mail and that sort of thing. And then we took a hard look around uh, sometime between us starting to plan this podcast and us actually launching the podcast. Uh, there was a literal insurrection in which a bunch of right wing extremists tried to overthrow the government. And there's been a history of escalating violence and discontent generally surrounding political conversations in our country. So Matt and I have kind of st- taken a step back and we're doing more dick and fart joke type stuff and interesting weird internet phenomenon. Yeah, that's what people tune in to listen. I, I, I'm, I'd venture to guess no one is tuning in to learn. They're, they're turning in to laugh. So I, that's what I think is, you know, is what's happening. What I, th- what I love about our podcast is that people tune in to laugh, but then they also sometimes accidentally learn a thing. Yeah, but they're not. That's not the intention. No one's like, I better listen to Matt to learn. I'll tell you, I tell you that right now. And this is someone I was I was a teaching assistant at university for a few years. So, yeah, it's, trust me. I know what I'm talking about. Or do I? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I, I made the mistake of engaging somebody on Twitter the other day and they were they were mad about something because it's Twitter. And that's what Joe do. They're mad Twitter. about Joe Biden causing all the inflation. And I was just like, hey, well, what's a policy that you think caused inflation? And he specifically brought up the cancellation of the Keystone XL pipeline. Which he did on his first day in office, by the way. Like, yeah, it was, good it on was him. Like, it was like his first presidential act other than taking the nuclear codes. Literally the smartest thing you could do. <laughs> that's, the first, that's the first presidential act, yeah, yeah is, is you get briefed on how to launch a nuclear strike. So I thought this was interesting, and I, I did provide a quick response in a... You know, a single Twitter message in and 140 it was dis- characters. <laughs> yeah. Well, I th- what is it now? It's it's up to like 216, right? Something like, it's something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A little more nuance. A little more nuance. <laughs> but I, I, I responded to this guy. I gave him some basic facts about the Keystone XL pipeline. And was your then talking he, facts on the he responded that. Biden canceled uh, canceled the pipeline as a petty act, despite the previous guy. And then what really got me was my comment got, I think, two likes on the Internet. And I keep getting notifications about this guy's response, getting a ton of likes. And that's very upsetting to me because he didn't provide any facts or information at all. This conversation is happening on a place where it's a, it's, it's an echo chamber is all it is. It's an echo chamber. It is. I said a thing and then this guy ignored what I said. And then I said another thing. He ignored what I said that a bunch of other people who agreed with him already ignored what I said and just liked his post. Yeah, that sounds so, like Twitter. That sounds like Yeah, Twitter, so this, you, know. you know what this is? This is me kind of setting the record straight. I wanted to talk a little bit about the Keystone XL pipeline, and we can discuss whether it raised gas prices. So for awesome. those of you at home who showed up to laugh, guess what? Put your learning caps on. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. 
I'm sure most of our audience is actually extraordinarily well informed, and I am preaching to the choir, uh, which is also an internet tradition. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure all I'm sure t- I'm sure all ten people are very erudite. <laughs> all right, so the Keystone XL pipeline extension was proposed by Trans Canada Energy, now just known as TC. They rebranded. It's beautiful. In the year 2008, long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away. The purpose of the pipeline is actually an extension on an existing Keystone pipeline, which is used to carry tar sands from the Canadian province of Alberta all the way down to the Gulf Coast. So Canada has the largest tar sand reserve in the world. Yeah. And it's about 142,000 square miles, uh, larger than the country of England. Not the, it's not the United Kingdom. It's 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 not. It's I don't England. think it's all of the UK. They they specifically said England. Still, it's a lot. Of, I mean, a giant area. Yeah, the the estimates here were that this pipeline would carry 830,000 barrels of tar sands to the Gulf Coast every single day. Wow. What is tar sand? Well, tar sand is a... It's a guy who swings from ropes in the jungle. (laughs) Uh, So tar sands are a... If you think of like crude oil, it's like super crude oil. Tar sands are otherwise known as asphalt or bitumen. It sounds like you said bitumen. Bitumen. Yeah, you're saying bitumen. Bit, uh, it's a bit human. It's, 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 oh, just a wee bit human in its English tar sand. I am, I am, I am. It's a bit human. Uh, so, so bitumen is basically naturally occurring asphalt, and then asphalt is refined, uh, refined from other petroleum products and basically producing the same product. Um, bitumen actually goes back to, and you're going to love this. You ready if you take out your, take bingo out your fucking card. bingo card. Don't wreck yourself bingo card. Antiquity. The, the use of bitumen does go back to antiquity. Uh, yeah, this is actually, I have no doubt that we've been doing shit for thousands of years. Yeah, Bitumen in antiquity was uh, used as an adhesive and also as a waterproofing agent because it's oil-based. Gotcha. Makes sense. When I was at the University of Pennsylvania cataloging stone bowls, I'd come across bowls that were broken. Like, think about, like, how mad your parents got when you broke a dish as a kid. That's just shit they bought from the fucking store. Yeah. Can you imagine being... Can you imagine being the kid that breaks the stone bowl at your house that your dad made with his fucking hands? Is there evidence that this was broken in antiquity or was it broken over thousands of years? No, we have evidence of things that were broken in antiquity and then repaired. Oh, yeah. Well, then those those kids got killed. Yeah. 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 (laughs) They got got thrown off the Spartan Mountain real quick. (laughs) As they should have, damn kids. <laughs> Basically, the, the nuts and bolts of it, as far as tar sands today, the primary use is in road construction. However, they found a way to process the petroleum in ways that are otherwise useful in the production of plastics and gasoline. If this is what you were telling on Twitter, I have no doubt why this guy was getting more likes than you. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, bitch human, bitch human. No, this is a, this is a lot more detail. It's 300 characters, yeah. I know. It's important to note that the Keystone XL project was an extension of an existing pipeline system. So there is a pipeline already going from Alberta to the Gulf Coast. What this did is essentially cut a corner out of it, and it shortened the path, which would allow them to increase volume. So a couple key facts here. Tar sands are more corrosive than other forms of petroleum, uh, like crude oil or petroleum products that are extracted, which makes the likelihood that this pipeline would leak that much higher. In fact, the original Keystone pipeline has leaked more than a dozen times, including an incident in North Dakota, which featured a 60 foot, 21,000 gallon geyser of tar sand oil spewing into the air. Holy shit. That's a free market at where's the invisible hand giving you a fucking middle finger. Yeah. Right there. And on top of that, tar sand uh, refinement 
produces 22 to 37 percent more carbon greenhouse emissions than uh, other forms uh, than like typical crude oil production. Yeah, I'm starting to think the oil industry is not good for the environment. I don't know. It might not be. What that comes out to is 178.3 million metric tons of greenhouse gas emissions annually, which is the same impact of 38.5 million passenger vehicles or 45.8 coal-fired plants. That is just the extension of the existing pipeline, what they're trying to add in. Yeah. So damage being done already would be compounded by, by completing the pipeline. The two major arguments in favor of completing this pipeline is that the completion of the pipeline would allow them to use more to move more tar sand, which allows them to refine more gasoline and oil, which will ultimately lower the price of gasoline. And then TC Energy also said that the pipeline would create nearly 119,000 jobs. That is a, an interesting figure. Uh, so what, what they do when they calculate that is they're calculating all the secondary and tertiary benefits of money flowing through the project. Basically, they take all the money flowing into this project and all the money from the oil comp that the oil companies are making, and they and they like divide it by the number of salaries that would be created from the spending of that money. So that's where they're getting that 119,000 job figure. The State Department concluded the project would require fewer than 2,000 uh, two-year construction jobs and that the number of full-time permanent jobs would be around 35 after construction. I'm not sure I would take the State Department's word over the oil company here. I think the oil company would know better than the United States government over the jobs. But I would say they're also incentivized to artificially inflate the numbers because they want to make their pipeline. But it makes sense, though. Are you going to have 119,000 workers constantly working on this pipeline? No, I mean, it's so just, they're, what they're talking about is the, the secondary benefits of spending the money. So they're talking about like the waitress at the diner who serves. Exactly, the, yeah. But that's assuming all the money that gets generated by this goes back into the community and not into, say, the profits, dividends. Yeah. Yeah. Stock stock, shareholder dividends and, you know, CEO profits, golden yeah. parachutes when he has to, when he's forced to resign after the oil uh, after the oil pipeline ruptures and spreads tar sand over all of South Dakota. Uh, so when Trump came into office in 2016, uh, he threw his full support behind the XL pipeline. However, it was held up in courts long enough that by the time Biden took office, he was able to cancel it. On the first day. Yep. On the first day. So it's important to note that the cancellation of the pipeline didn't shut down an existing pipeline. It shut down a project to build an extension on an existing pipeline. The idea that the gas prices went up as a result of this project getting shut down is false because the pipeline wouldn't have even been done yet. I think its original timeline is still two years away from completion as of today where we sit right now. So the idea that gas prices have gone up because of it uh, being shut down just doesn't ring true. Doesn't pass a smell test, yeah. It does not. But with the passage of the infrastructure bill, uh, there's a greater emphasis on electric vehicles, which use Far less gasoline, 100% less gasoline, in fact, than internal combustion <laughs> engine based uh, vehicles. And also uh, investments in uh, wind, solar and other alternative forms of energy, uh, which will help to power those vehicles in a cleaner way. Yeah, I, I hate that we are just the only reason we are still running on fossil fuels is just because we are just so financially entrenched in that industry. It kind of reminds me of an archaic way of getting oil is is to go kill whales. But we were we were getting oil out of the ground in a time when they were killing whales. So we didn't have to kill whales, but we were people were so financially entrenched in that industry that they were just killing whales. Even they could have just gone to Plano, Texas and dug in the ground. I feel like we have the technology 
and the know-how to make renewable energy not using fossil fuels. We just don't because it's a financial incentive that makes us keep doing that. Right. There's There are a lot of rich people who are very heavily invested in it. And I think one of the cleverest things that the oil companies have done is to turn this into a cultural issue as opposed to a right. as opposed to an economic issue because the economic arguments lose even let's assume the state department is ballpark close within 10,000 jobs you know they're not going to create a ton of jobs the automotive industries they they've already said that they're transitioning to electrical uh, electric vehicle fleets yeah. Like this is they want to stop killing the whale. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. why why would we build a new pipeline to produce more gasoline for vehicles that aren't going to exist? It's a major infrastructure investment in a industry that's going to have a reduced demand. We're we're not going to get away from oil and petroleum as a resource anytime soon. We need it for plastics, uh, all the things that we use to build. Yeah. Like solar yeah. energy and windmills. That shit gets ripped out of the ground. You know, there's no there's no way about it. Uh, in fact, our episode today was actually delayed for a few minutes because I didn't want to start while the oil truck was filling up my heating tank. If I if I were a Greek philosopher, I'd be Hippocrates. Yeah. Private companies that heavily influence that industry are moving away from it. So really, this pipeline is less about producing for future demand and more about ripping out as much as possible while they can still sell it at a decent price. I thought it was interesting after Biden took office, I started seeing a ton of memes out there. And it's just like, are, are, are all these Photoshop savvy, hardworking, like roughnecks coming off the oil fields and, you know, sitting down at their computer, opening up Adobe Creative Suites and, and generating stuff? Or is this stuff being seeded by political groups and corporate and corporate lobbyists to generate interest on the Internet and drive a cultural wedge between people who are pro pipeline and anti pipeline? And I think that is a more realistic answer as to why people think gas prices are going up as a result of the closing of a pipeline that never existed. Yeah, the, the idea that pr- pr- the president can influence gas prices is fucking stupid because if he could, they'd be zero. Because that's, yeah. really, that's really good politics to have cheap gas. I will say that there was a time in the 20th century where a president literally did change gas prices. Uh, that was George W. Bush. I'm sorry, that was George Bush Sr., 41. Uh, because he uh, invaded Iraq. President impacted gasoline prices in the short term. He declared war on a major oil producing country. Uh, after Iraq invaded Kuwait in 1990, oil prices started to rise. You can imagine, mm-hmm. right? So literally, this is, you know, one way the president can influence gas prices is by leveraging their military might, right, of the United yeah. States. So, And uh, to my knowledge... Uh, President Biden has neither invaded nor withdrawn from any oil producing countries recently. Not yet. Not yet. Now, not, that said, not that lapis, lapis lazuli prices are through the roof since we no, left Afghanistan. Not. No, they're not. Well, yeah, <laughs> no, I actually bought some lapis lazuli kind of recently. You, so, you fucking yeah. nerd. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm just doing it. Another way the president can impact gasoline prices is with, with gasoline taxes. So yeah. I think those are the two major ways the presidential politics can influence um gas prices neither of which i mean it's it's just so it's just basic politics people are beaten on you know biden they would have complained about him doing something no matter what it just happens to be gas prices are up during his tenure so it's automatically his fault yeah and what it ultimately comes down to is that i'm trying to find a charitable way to say this and i think this is it we live in an extraordinarily complex society in which no one person can have their you know their thumb on the pulse or finger on the pulse of 
every single detail. So it's very easy for misinformation to get spread because people just don't understand how things work. And that's not because they're stupid or ignorant. Sometimes or it is. Sometimes, some, it is. Some, sometimes it is. Uh, but generally speaking, like I'm not a medical professional. I'm there, there, there are so many things that I'm not an expert at. Most things, I would say. Most, most, <laughs> most, most things I am not an expert at. Uh, but we live in an extraordinarily complex society, so it's easy for misinformation to get out there and take hold. So the best thing that we can do is is don't wreck yourself. The best is, thing is, is to is check, check ourselves. ourselves. <laughs> don't write. All right. That's the episode. Okay. Yeah, we didn't right, do guys. anything fun today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So in responding to a political post on the Internet, I kind of got caught with my pants down. Well, speaking of which, I have a new topic here where a guy literally got caught with his pants down and maybe has to pay the price again. Literally. Oh, no. What happened here? So this comes from No Stupid Questions, a forum on the internet where people ask questions, and none of which are stupid. Uh, if you've listened to us for any amount of time, you already know the deal. Welcome new listeners, or new listener, I guess I should say. Um, so this, oh god. So this username is throwaway2319297, and the question here, you'll understand why it's a throwaway account, because... Uh, he says, I jerked off online to a scammer who now has my face and penis on video and is threatening to send to my followers. What do I do? Well, what do I do is follow with a button that says click to see not safe for work. Have you clicked that button, Matt? Nope. Should I click that button, Matt? I I mean, are you on your work computer? Probably. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Uh, sometimes I I podcast I like it's I, my job. I didn't even, I didn't even notice that. But um, I'm gonna click the button. I'm gonna see what all happens. Right, all right, let's see see what happens. Oh, it just says title says it all. I don't think anything will happen, but I'm kind of spooked. Yeah. So this is a scam. This is this actually happened to a friend of mine in the army who will rename nameless. But what happened is they were uh, sitting. Can you tell Can you tell me who it is? Is it somebody I know? It's not someone you know. Okay. It's not someone you know, but it was, it was someone in a different unit, but um, but it's someone that I know. It's somebody um, in a different unit who took their unit out. Yeah, right. So that's that's a scam, right? So he was in a barracks room, bored as hell. You know, this is the early 2000s. So he was cruising the chat rooms. Right. And all of a sudden uh, started video chatting with this random woman who was very conventionally attractive, I'm told. Uh, and things started getting sexual real quick, which is the first red flag, because anytime a attractive woman is on the internet and they go sexual, you can go ahead and assume there's always a dude at the other end of the line trying to scam money from you. At the very least, it ain't free. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, one thing leads to another. And like in the first 15 minutes, this guy's got his dick out because she's like, let me see that dick. And so he's on webcam, right? Unbeknownst to him, they're recording on the other end, the entire interaction, all of a sudden the woman goes away and the, a chat pops up. It says, Hey, uh, here are the names of 10 people on your friends list on Facebook. Um, I recorded this video. Here's the video. Send us money to this account by this time, or we send everyone on your Facebook friends account this video. Oh, that's, that's the scam. So that's the scam. Oh, and I, so I mean, that, that's a that's a that's a, and what what I love about this is I can hear the police sirens in the background like they're they're, re they're responding yeah. to the scam right now I, as we I speak. Live, you know, I the the District of Columbia police are anyway. No, I don't want to get into that. But um, <laughs> but um, yeah. So what do I do? I think the uh, the best offense is a really good defense sometimes. So not having your face and dick in the same frame would help. 
And unless someone has been studying your penis, it's going to really been, it's going to be hard to identify you based on foreskin alone, right? Your, for, <laughs> your, your foreskin print. But so if, if you're, if you're going to be jerking off on the internet, uh, don't show your face unless it's someone you really know and trust. Uh, but also don't pay them. Matt is passing on tried and true tips from internet perverts everywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you, but if you do, if this does happen to you, uh, don't pay them. You should never, ever pay because they will just keep asking for money. Uh, what my friend did is just close the chat, ignored it, and nothing ever happened. Yeah. The other the other thing that you can do is if you are in a situation where somebody is threatening to tell people embarrassing things about you, the other strategy is to get out in front of it. So here's a list of... <laughs> yes, send it to your mom. Send a video of you jerking off to your mom. Well, yeah, you're like, hey, mom, <laughs> check out this picture of me jerking my dick. That's that, that's the whole that's a nuclear option. That's a nuclear option. I made this one special for you. Don't accept no substitutes. Don't watch that embarrassing thing I did with the scammer. So these scams are oftentimes as organized crime. Like the mafia yeah. does this and, and, and other like folks in all, all around the world is trying to make a quick buck. And guess what? If this works one out of every thousand times, they cleared thousands of dollars. So that's how much they were asking for him. They're asking thousands of dollars. And he's like, I'm a private first class in the U.S. Army. I don't have I haven't seen thousands of dollars collectively. <laughs> <laughs> so when I first joined the army to pay for uh, uh, I came in as a PFC, I want to say. I, my pay was under a thousand dollars. You're not getting four months' salary out of me to hide my dick. I uh, especially especially in a job where you shower with sixty other dudes. I came in. That was not part of the job. That was just part of. <laughs> <laughs> we can only imagine the stress of hey, I'm going to send the video of you jerking off to your aunt and like your coworkers and like the other people who are your friends on yeah. Facebook. Well, right? the other thing is if you know where the account's coming from, if you know the account that it's going to come from, you could just message these people and say, Hey, block this account. Uh, explain. And I mean, honestly, if you explain what happened, unless they want to see a video of you jerking your dick, then, uh, well, there's a shame element here. Uh, there I, is, there's a shame element. The, the uh, person who does this isn't going to be the first person to admit that this happened to them in the first place. It, it can be a, it can be a really ugly, ugly scam. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Totally. These people still have that leverage, whether you pay them or not. So you're better off calling their bluff and risk yeah, having exactly. to having to explain yourself to family members because you might end up in that situation after losing thousands of dollars anyway. Yeah. And, and once you pay them, that never stops. Then, then, then they know that they can keep milking that cow. Like, yep. wh why, wh why would they stop if you pay them once? Mm hmm. You know, Agreed. So just don't pay them at all. Um, also, uh, there is a shame element, which you can you can tell it's a shame element because uh, the guy uses a throwaway account, literally named Throwaway. He doesn't want to be <laughs> he doesn't want to be associated with this. But I mean, like you know, when you're talking about self, let's just say self care, right? Yeah. Um, everyone does it, right? It's it, there is. I can understand why that would be shameful to your friend, close friends and family or coworkers. Uh, but you should feel shame about being a dumbass on the internet, not about just yeah. like having an urge at two o'clock in the morning after some Funyuns and half a liter of Mountain Dew or whatever, it is, <laughs> you know, whatever, 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 whatever the scene, light a few candles, have some four loco, <laughs> <laughs> whatever fuels the privates in the barracks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Probably is booze filled mayhem at, four o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. Oh my gosh. I actually came across a similar topic posted by user throw a wat open. Okay. Uh, so another throwaway account. This is from r slash. Am I the asshole? Ooh, I love this one. 
We haven't we haven't been inside of an asshole question in a while. Well, speak for yourself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This one is titled, am I the asshole for telling my wife's family our secret? Well, uh, I think you're probably no other information. Probably (laughs) 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 without any getting additional information, uh, you you have violated the trust of your life partner. So, (laughs) yeah, so I'm going to assume that there are some aliases at work here because you don't create a throwaway account. Right. And then ID your wife by name. So this guy, (laughs) he's 28 years old and his wife, he's been married to his wife, Rebecca, for about four years. Rebecca comes from a very religious family. And yeah, they got married uh, at 24. Sounds like it. Yeah. Well, (laughs) people in the army get married at like 16. They they, they come in ready to get out of the They come in married, two kids, a mortgage, back (laughs) back pain. Yeah, you name it. (laughs) They have contact with them on holidays and special occasions, etc. But, you know, it's been kind of it's been kind of touch and go with the in-laws because they didn't approve of them not having a wedding in a church. And so they are religious. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, the the couple here are not. Okay. Uh, they didn't have a wedding in a church and and their in-laws don't like the fact that they've decided to be child free, which I think is a position that you have also I'll, taken. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to get married in a church and I also am going to be child free. But what their family doesn't know, so they they know that they're child free and they're not very religious. But what they don't know is that Rebecca and the poster have an open marriage. Yeah. So they said, well, today we went to Rebecca's sister's baby shower, which is more or less just a dinner with the family. Okay. And everyone at the table is just like staring at him. Why are they staring at him? Well, he doesn't know. So the whole thing's really tense. And then the sister starts showing pictures of her nursery and other baby stuff. And in the slideshow, there's a picture of him with a girl at the bar. It wasn't innocent, and if anybody looking at it would see clearly that he is cheating on his oh, wife. Was there was he kiss was there kissing or was there hand stuff going on? Uh, he doesn't describe the picture, but he says it wasn't an self- innocent he, picture. He doesn't he doesn't self incriminate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's no incrimination here. His wife knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the whole family starts yelling at him, calling him a cheater, and asking how he could do this to Rebecca. And he looks at her for help, but she says nothing. Yeah, she doesn't say shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they keep on him, and he tries to calm them down. So he just yells that they have an open marriage, and then everybody freaks out even more, and then they leave. So then they get in the car. Wife's pissed off. Okay, I, now this is making more sense. Yeah. So I, I, is I, I, he the I, asshole for decla- for letting her family know that they are in an open relationship? I gotta say. This is a situation where kind of everyone kind of sucks here. She could have came to the defense. Well, first, I should say, did she know about it? Was this the first time she found out about this encounter? Uh, about the specific date? It yeah. seemed it's it's unclear, but they are okay. in an open marriage. So that doesn't seem to be at issue here. They could have an agreement where it's like, hey, we're going to be sleeping with other people and enjoying the company of other people. But we're going to do that with with the knowledge like we're both going to know and both be in on it. If he's kind of skipping out on her, which she doesn't know about, that could be completely fucking wrong. But you also should never say to your significant other's family that you have an open relationship like ever, even if she gives you the green light. Like you're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. So I'm going to go ahead and say everyone sucks here. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. The person who sucks the most is the sister who incorporated evidence of her brother-in-law's infidelity into her baby shower slideshow in order to spring it on her own sister in a gotcha intervention. She was trying to throw someone under the bus. 
She was trying to murder a marriage. I she had you. knives okay. out, man. Yeah, she, well, then she, she, she definitely sucks. If anything, she's just gone to her sister and just been like, hey, look, I, I saw this picture. I, I want to make sure you know about it. And that, that is should the be cr- the end of it. That should be the end that of it. That is you know? the correct way to look out for your sister. Yeah. Uh, telling your entire family and then ambushing her with a photo of her husband's philandering is not the way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in front of the family, in front of the uh-huh. mom and dad, who are if they're pissed off that they didn't get married in the church, they're definitely going to be pissed off that they're fucking other people outside of their marriage. <laughs> you know, I mean, really, right? That might be their fastest way to grandbabies, though. <laughs> oh, that's right. They're going to be childless. Yeah, you take the right. good, you take the bad. Something, yeah. something. I don't know all the words. Facts of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, so I, I would say that the husband in this scenario is also a little bit of an asshole because he's, and he's a I victim, think, too. Yeah, he's I both. think the thing here is when confronted with that situation, I think it's important to say, hey, uh, I, it's clear that my wife and I have some talking to do. I'll see you all later. Yeah. And then if you're the wife, you should also say something because. Your husband is yeah. getting run over by a bus in front of you and you know he doesn't deserve it. You need to you need to speak up for him or at least excuse yourself from the and say, hey, we need to have a fucking game plan here, buddy. The only way he would deserve it is, again, if he was with this encounter and she didn't know about it, like she, she was she didn't sign off on it. Yeah, well, we don't we so don't have we, we don't, don't have we, the we, wife. We don't have, we don't have that information. But but I, I'm, I'm trying to think of a scenario in which it would be OK for him not to get thrown a lifeline. Right. She kind of just leaves him out there. Uh, she could have been something so like, look, it's not what it looks like. We don't have to talk about this. It's not it's not what anyone thinks it is. Sister, let's have a fucking conversation behind the monkey bars. You son yeah. of a bitch. <laughs> well, it's clear that her sister's going to fucking rat her the fuck out. Yep. Don't tell her anything. Yeah. She told the entire family before she told her, I wouldn't trust that sister. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone sucks here, but the husband and wife are victims in this yeah. scenario. Yeah. The They're husband resp- is, the, is perhaps the most victim <laughs> in this scenario. I, I think he was the most thrown under the bus in this yeah. scenario. 100%. Uh, he just, he was under the bus and he dragged his wife under with him. Oh yeah. He was like, uh, he was drowning. He's like, we have an open marriage. Even if that's your get out of jail free card, you're going to be in jail for other reasons. Like, that, like, <laughs> like, like what, what was going through your brain? He's as stupid as a guy that was like jerking off with this hot chick on the internet. Like, like, <laughs> like I mean, is this the same guy? Is it the same throwaway count? Like, <laughs> Turns out his his uh, sister-in-law is a Russian hacker. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, he showed up to dinner. They were eyeballing him the entire time. And then the slideshow where they were, they, everybody oh, okay. in the family that was in sense. on it. And right. they were, they, they formed an ambush. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. So Jesus, uh, you married Her whole into family a sucks. Family. Yeah. You <laughs> ma- married into a bad family. Yeah. Into a mean family. Uh, what a weird situation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, speaking of problematic families, uh, I, I saw something on the Internet recently that kind of just uh, it jarred me, kind of shook me a little bit. And I think it's fun for us to talk about. Oh, what's that? The royal family. Yes, that one. Not talking about the car- <laughs> Not talking about the Kardashians. The Japanese, the Japanese royal family. Go on. Uh, I believe are... I believe they just had a princess uh, abdicate her title in order to marry a commoner. Very. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very cool story. Thanks for bringing it up, Matt. I appreciate yeah. it. Well, that's the show, folks. Yeah. So this no, this other one is so a Queen Elizabeth is hiring. Oh, a part- that royal family. Yeah, that royal family. She's hiring a part time housekeeper and paying them minimum wage in England. If it was good audio, I'd do a spit take, but it's not. Yeah, no, uh, that is that is obscene. 
so minimum wage, we I should say, in the United Kingdom, uh, it's going to be about twelve twelve dollars and thirty six cents. Uh, it's it's which is going to be nine pounds fifty pence. Um, it's not quite there yet, but they're going to pay it under the the new minimum wage is about to be. Uh, but when you can consider the net worth of the royal family or the firm, as they call, uh, it is a drop in the bucket. So the personal Forbes estimates the personal wealth of the Queen of England to be five hundred million. While the wealth of the firm or the rest of the family, about $28 billion. Uh, that's a lot. I, I, I read recently that if you put the numbers one to a billion on a meter stick, that the difference between, uh, between $0 and a million dollars is a millimeter because it's literally a thousandth of a, of a well, billion. Yeah. And when you, when you start talking about big numbers, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around. Kind of like the same way when you think about how big stars or some planets are, it's just like way fucking massive. It's hard to wrap your head around. But should should they be paying more for a part-time housekeeper? Oh, gosh. Uh, I would think if for no other reason than to avoid articles about how one of the richest yeah. people in the world is paying yeah. their housekeeper minimum wage. So I think it's important to note out that the job posting notes that prior housekeeping or hospitality experience would be an advantage, but is not essential. So you don't need to have experience. So this uh, is an introductory level position. It could be. It could be. You must How receive much college? a security clearance. You must receive a security clearance. That's um, easy. The well, it's all, It includes a background check that can take about four to six weeks to complete, according to the royal household. So it's not really super in-depth. And you have to be a British citizen or authorized to work in the UK. But I was, you know, the firm, as they say, they hire other people. So I was kind of curious as to how much just a regular job costs to be a part of this uh, firm. Uh, an entry-level IT worker gets paid about $40,000 a year who works for the royal family. Well, that's that's still okay. For that's, an IT that's... person, they can make way more money. For an introductory level position, forty thousand is okay. For an introductory uh, level IT person, you could definitely make over six figures. Like, yeah. Uh, like, so, you know. how much of this? I, I guess so. I, I guess my response to this is, I, I don't think the queen's checking her ZipRecruiter account. Yeah, she she, she, she doesn't know how to use LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. the organization around her that's actually doing the hiring and making her look like a cheapskate. It's important to note that this job comes with about thirty-three days of paid vacation. And yeah, but a fifteen percent contribution toward the worker's retirement account. So okay, that's not, well, that's not nothing to sniff at, you know. It it is when you can't afford to actually set aside any of your paycheck for retirement. Yeah, right. That's yeah, fifty. What's fifty percent of zero dollars? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like what? What's she gonna do? Put away a third of her money and make eight dollars an hour? Well, if it's fifty percent contribution towards the worker's retirement account, they're probably paying that out of their pocket. So they're she's just getting fifty percent without without having to put a dollar in. She's getting fifty percent of her salary towards uh, retirement, which is still not a lot. It's still it's not 13, a lot. It's 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 like thirteen thousand dollars a year because it's a part time job. So what what sort of cultural cachet comes with this? I don't. It doesn't come with like land or titles or anything cool. Like well, that, I, I don't right? mean like land or titles, but I mean certainly your tell-all, your tell-all book that you publish when you leave the service oh, after I'm fifty sure years. You is... sign NDA. I'm much like dating Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm sure they make you sign. An, <laughs> they have to make you sign an NDA, or else you could just write a book about all the racism you see. <laughs> what should the going rate be for a, ha a part-time house house uh, keeper for the royal family? Well, I think a living wage would be a nice start, and I don't think twelve dollars yeah. is a living wage in England. I mean, if it's a part-time job, 
it, are they required to give a living wage for 20 hours a week? You're not, it's not predicated on making a full-time salary. But when you have $28 billion at Defilace, it's it's a bad look. And there are, CBS News picked this up, Insider did, a bunch of other news articles are just talking about how cheap the queen is being. Which is, kind of, which is funny, which is funny, you know. Anything to distract from the other news in their house. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and the court cases and all that proceed, legal proceedings that they've got going on. So a friend of ours on Facebook posted that he wanted to start a royal-themed a uh, brothel called Fuckingham Palace. <laughs> and all I could think is just like, oh man, the Prince Andrew's suite is closed for renovation forever. Yeah. <laughs> that dude is out. Yeah. He is no longer welcome to Fuckingham Palace. Oh God. Yeah. Invitation revoked. But you know whose invitation to Fuckingham Palace is never going to get revoked? Rick Reynolds. That's right, Rick Reynolds, who has been so kind as to give us the use of his song United from the album Portals in Progress, which you can find on Apple, iTunes, Amazon, and Spotify. You can also find him at Rick Reynolds on all your social media. And keep in mind, he does have a show coming up on March 4th in Newark, Delaware. He'll be playing at Autumn Arch Beer Project, doing a one-man acoustic set. I'm going to make great efforts to be there. I believe Matt has committed to think about going. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm committed to starting to think about getting on a train to go to Delaware on purpose. You're going you're gonna to follow the entire Biden trail or? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Go back to his presidential library, which is in an Amtrak station in, in Dover. Uh, <laughs> there's no way his presidential library is not going to be a car, a train car. Actually, right? it'll be super convenient because Biden does live in the, uh, like his home's in the Wilmington area, which Newark is a suburb of Wilmington. Oh, okay. So, I mean, come All you on. Biden fans out there, make sure you hit, make sure you hit up the Delaware bar. Um, who knows? Maybe maybe Joe Biden will be at Rick Reynolds show. Nobody knows. The Secret Service probably knows. <laughs> uh, Biden, Biden, like his good friend John McCain, is a well-known maverick and yeah. he could be there. I'm not yeah. saying he's going to be there. I'm, I'm just saying he, saying could. he yeah. could be there. And if you don't well, show up to Delaware, Rick's show, so, yeah, if you don't show up know. to Rick's show, you could miss it. Rick's show is actually the most exciting thing happening in Delaware on that night. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're on social media. We're Rick Your Pod on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we also have a listener group and a Facebook page. Make sure you like and join the book both. Uh, and we are on Gmail. Send us your best memes, your questions, your best feedback. Uh, not your worst feedback or wreckyourpod at gmail.com. And you can also chat with us on the Cast Junkie Discord server where we have a channel for our show. You can talk about the latest episode or even goad us into live listening with you and chatting. How about that? How about that? That's 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 real fan service right there. Yeah. So if between now and next week you are literally me and on Twitter and are preparing to respond to some inane comment you have stumbled across underneath one of President Biden's tweets... Don't do it. Stay away. <laughs> Check yourself. Don't wreck yourself. We are united, but we're so far apart, and it won't change.